Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment. We believe you just got to know about it. And there is so much happening in the Twin Cities right now. I am excited to introduce to those that don't know her. I don't know her, but I have fallen in love just listening to four of her songs. Her name is Annie Fitzgerald, and she has a fun show planned next weekend at the Hook and Ladder with our friend Sarah Morris. And Annie is joining us to talk about the show and her latest EP, Under the Moon. Hey, Annie, how are you? Hi, Sarah I'm so well. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. Okay, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Is it Annie or Anne? It's Annie. You okay, right. just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first of all, um, you and Sarah Morris are joining forces on this coming Thursday, the 5th of August. Have you joined forces before? We have. Sarah is a dear friend, and um, pre-pandemic times, we used to jump in her um her minivan named Martina and travel and do some touring together. Um, We're both moms um, and singer songwriters and love to sing harmony together. And I am just so thrilled. We're both really thrilled that we get to join forces for the evening at the hook. Um, We're calling it full bands, full hearts can't lose because (laughs) we're both bringing our, bringing our bands. And I haven't played with my band since late, um, in the year of 2019 because of all things um, pandemic. So I'm just really grateful and I feel like it's going to be a night full of lots of joy, even when we're singing sad songs. Right. You know, I talked to Sarah Morris earlier uh, during the pandemic, and she said, you know, I've just been writing, 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 and I can tell that you've been writing a lot as well. Tell me how this pandemic has affected your writing. Do you find that there's more joy in the music? Is easier to find the lyrics to the songs? It's a really good question, Geraldine. I think, um, I think that there has been. You know, I always try to think about the gifts, um, even though it's been a difficult year for everybody. Like the gifts that come out of um, the the alone time and all of that. And I think that um, just the ability to spend more time with yourself mm-hmm. um, has led me to maybe dig a little bit deeper than I was able to before because there weren't all the distractions. So I think lyrically, um, I just maybe have gone a little bit deeper into things. Um, And there's definitely just been a little bit more time. I was also mom schooling. I have an eight-year-old, almost nine-year-old, who I was helping through second grade. So that was definitely a thing to juggle. But um, I think I just, you know, we took things more day by day than um, usually would have. And so that probably helped things too. When you say dig a little deeper, a lot of times we think, oh, it's no problem to dig a little deeper. It's terrifying sometimes. Where did that land for you? (laughs) 
Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, It is terrifying. Um, There have been a lot of life changes for me, too, over like during the pandemic and everything, too. And I think that um, it definitely can be scary. But I think that because of all the things that have happened for all of us, I just um, I'm sure you understand completely, too, because you're amazing and are so used to connecting to audiences. And that just becomes such a part of who you are and how you you move through the world and I think that that um, wanting to strive to connect in all the ways the only ways that you can like through through the songs um, when you couldn't all be together I think was definitely um, a driving force for me as well it's a tough time do you see yourself as an introvert or an extrovert oh my gosh that's also a really good question I I go back and forth I, I definitely like to when I meet people I really like to uh, I don't know dig in I'm not like really great at small talk so sometimes I think when I read things like that maybe I am more of an introvert but I really do love um, being around people so I don't I didn't really answer your question (laughs) I'm sorry but I think um, yeah I think I've missed I've missed people so much and missed you know crowds and playing for people and and all of that. So I guess in that way, I would say that I'm maybe extroverted in the performance aspect, maybe too. Well, I had a chance to listen to, like I said, about four of your songs. I think one is called mm-hmm. Don't Wait Too Long. Do I have that correct? Yes. I. That's the one with the video, right? Yeah, you got it. Oh, my gosh. I was almost in tears. I'm going, don't you cry, Geraldine. Aww. Don't you cry. You Aww. have to go work. <laughs> so really thank beautiful. You. And your voice is like... It's angelic in a sense of mm. calmness and purity. Um, and I know people have compared you to other singers, and I'm not going to do that tonight because for me, mm. even though I knew those singers that are listed in your bio um, that people say you sound like, I get that. But for me, it was a whole nother feeling. And I can tell when you're writing your songs and performing your songs, it really starts with that spiritual inner peace you know, that you have. At least for me, that's what I felt. Oh my gosh, you just made like a goosebumps and I'm so grateful to hear those words coming from you. That means so much. Thank you. <laughs> you are welcome. So here you are, you and Sarah, dear friends, getting together. Um, I know you have both of your bands will be there performing for and each of you individually, but are you coming together to sing um, as well? Yes, we okay. are going to bring on the harmonies for both of our sets. I will be singing harmonies with her and she's going to be singing harmonies with me and I just can't wait for that. We she had a, a, a show a few weeks ago that I was able to come to, and I she had me pop up and sing. Um, I was lucky enough to um, sing some harmonies on her last uh, record, um, All Mine, and I got up and sang the song Higher that she wrote that I sang on it, and we were both in tears <laughs> because, you know, it just had been so long. So hopefully we got that out of the way, and then um, there'll, there'll just be tons of joy. So Exactly. Yeah, so we're excited. We're so excited for the Hook show. So, of course, when she's singing uh, backgrounds, for you and you're singing backgrounds for her that's the band you use her band or your yeah. band right yeah yeah okay yep. so that's She's pretty cool band and then i'm bringing mine and yeah it's just gonna be, it's gonna be so much fun it's almost like a competition you know <laughs> People have the, the, you know, they got to join. They're going to get there, have a blast, hear these two amazing voices. I mean, I've always said that Sarah can sing the phone book. So, you know, I'm just really excited that two of you are going to be on stage. And by the way, you are also part of the Me Too Minneapolis. Um, I'm just curious because that album was remarkable um, and really got a lot of play. Did that experience change you? 
Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> In so many ways. Um, we all, you know, said yes to the project pre-pandemic and then went through the whole process of, um, y- you know, the interview interviews with people and just kind of being a part of larger conversations, um, the 17 of us and the organizers and everything of the collective. And there were just so many, there was so much witnessing of each other's stories and that in and of itself, the witnessing and then the, the writing of the song for each of us individually, it was just a really um, healing experience. Well said, Annie. In a large way. <laughs> well said. Beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us tonight. We really appreciate it. And now that I know who you are, I'm falling in love with your voice. You will definitely hear from me again, and I hope you'll be able to come on. I would love it. I'm so grateful, Carolyn. Thank you for having me. So glad that you were able to join us, Annie. Thank you so much. And we want to let people know when this is happening. It's happening on August 5th. That's coming up next Thursday at the Hook and Ladder Theater under the canopy. It's an outdoor concert, rain or shine. So if you want to get your tickets, just go to the Hook and Ladder and check it out. You take care. Thank you. You too. We'll be back in a moment. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment. We just believe you ought to know about it, and this is definitely one of those things you need to know about. There are big changes happening for the Jewish Community Theater, and now Barbara Brooks, who is the producing artistic director, is joining us to tell us about all of the changes. And, man, I had no idea these changes were happening. Welcome back, Barbara. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. I am so excited for these changes that have happened um, at the Jewish Community Theater, and I want you to give us the update, give us the name, and how this all came to be. Sure. Well, our new name is Six Points Theater, formerly Minnesota Jewish Theater Company, and um, this goes back a few years in uh, planning and exploration. Over the years, All the steps we've taken to advance our mission have been done with a lot of uh, thought and intention. And about three years ago, as we were looking ahead forward to our 25th anniversary, 
the board and I decided to reach out to audiences and artists to learn how they perceived the theater, what it meant to them, so that we could be sure that who we are and the work we do is communicated well in our brand and our marketing. So we did a lot of focus groups, interviews, audience surveys. There was an interruption with the COVID pandemic, but we picked up again uh, several months ago. And based on all the information we got, we realized that our message to audiences and potential new audiences would be better represented with this new name and logo. And, you know, with all that being said, I just want to reassure all of our audiences that our mission is not changing. The work we do is not changing. We are still focusing on plays and musicals about Jewish history and culture with universal themes, but we are doing it with this uh, new name and logo that we feel more closely represents the mission and the work we do. Well, Six Points Theater seems apropos. I'm excited that you chose that. I assume that it is the Star of David, so forgive me if I'm wrong. No, that is correct. We are uh, bringing that image to the graphic. How about that? That's incredible. So this wasn't always in the planning, right? You you said that just three years ago you really started talking about it. Yes, exactly. You know, I um, I birthed the theater shortly after I gave birth to my son, and this was a very big decision. You know, I would never think to change one baby's name. My son is now 28. <laughs> but it just... You know, in getting all of the information we got from hearing uh, from so many people, and this is not something that we did internally. Uh, A wonderful arts organizational development consultant named Julie Doglish did a lot of the research and was the lead on this. And then when we went to look at the brand and the branding, we brought in uh, Jay Miller from Image House, who's just done, I think, a brilliant job with this new new logo. What has been the most, the biggest challenge for you in the planning of this? Because just like you talked about the branding, um, that is not an easy thing. Corporations uh, spend years and years uh, on deciding what, how to break out um, this new brand. And it's not easy. There have been mistakes and people have learned from those mistakes and you had great people to work with, but it must've been a real challenge to, to walk into that, into that light. Yeah, it was scary. Um, but I think what drove my personal um, actions was uh, just believing that this was the right thing to do. Of course, I have a wonderful board of directors that has been very supportive, you know, so we were on the same page with that. I've got a great staff. We're just three full-time staff, but everyone is behind it. And, um, you know, we're not finished with the work. We just rolled out this new name a few weeks ago. Um, But the response we've gotten has just been wonderful from people. So, you know, it's just a question of making this transition and having people realize that we are the same theater. I'm glad you brought up the board uh, and as well as the staff. What about the company? Did they also chime in on what you were doing? Well, we don't have um, any sort of long-term contracts with artists, but we do often use a lot of the same artists. Now, one of the challenges for me was that I didn't want to spill the beans, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) as this was all taking place and moving into place. 
So it was hard to keep it a secret. For example, we just opened up a pickle um, by, by Deborah Yarshin, which we did in the spring live. We were, you know, thrilled to get an equity contract for Sally Wingert, and we ran that in May and June. And then we just brought it back and opened it this week. So, awesome. you know, I've had so much contact with Sally, and I've known her for a long time. But not to, not to let the word out until just a few days before it went public was hard. And then there are other artists that have worked with us for so many years. You know, Warren Bowles. Yes. And um, I hate to leave anyone out, so I don't want to start naming people. But, you know, stage managers and lighting designers, scenic designers like, you know, Michael Hoover and Paul Epton, they've worked with us over and over. And to, to just keep it in until a day or two before it was going public was very hard. I can imagine. I can hear it in your voice. And now that it has gone <laughs> forward and people are probably overwhelmed with joy, those that want to get, you know, get started and, you know, get involved with the theater. Um, are you looking for more people to know more about the theater? Are you looking for people to come on board to give? Um, have you had any galas that mentioned this? Because it just rolled out. Am I correct? You are correct. Last, I think it was last week or the week before. I'm losing sense of time. I think it's a week for less. Yeah. yeah, it it went public when we mailed our season brochure. Okay. And then the press release went out and then, you know, we've just slowly been in contact with subscribers and such. Um So did you do a, a virtual gala or something like that to help people know that there is a change coming? We didn't no, we did not do that. It was just in print. But over the next few months, we will be doing additional communication so that people have a, have a good understanding about why we're doing it and the positive steps that I think it, you know, it is. I, we did have a few. I had one long-term audience member, a non-Jewish woman, who um, was very, very sad because she thought we were changing the substance of the theater. I can imagine. And she just sent me this heart-wrenching email so I called her but um that's why I just want to emphasize that the work is not changing our mission is not changing it's just the branding and the because we want people to have a you know we want it our name and our logo to to represent in the best way we can the work that we do wow incredible I have more questions for you we have to take a break can you stick with me absolutely all right we'll be back in just a moment Welcome back, everyone. Our guest is Barbara Brooks. She is the producing artistic director of the brand new name from the Jewish Community Theater Company. Now it is Six Points Theater, and I am so excited that she is sharing that information with us. It was just released about a week ago. Welcome back, Barbara. Thank you. Okay, so when it comes to what plays you are going to do, um, one thing about um, this theater is that you guys are very consistent in a lot of your messages, very clear. Are you starting to look towards uh, other messages that you haven't um, looked at before and you're considering changing up a little bit? Well, I think that we try and uh, produce and present work that runs the gamut of Jewish history and culture. So I'm always looking for new work. We have our new play development program, Wellsprings, which we have um, produced, I think it's nine world premieres. We actually have a new play that we just commissioned that is included in this new 
season now that started with a pickle. It's called Hanukkah in the Dark, and we commissioned Haley Finn to write that. So that's a holiday show. But we get lots of scripts submitted from agents and playwrights around the country. We're always looking for new themes and new stories to share because there is a lot to the Jewish culture and Jewish history, just like there is to any other cultural community. Exactly. And of course, when it comes to um, telling our stories, it is important for all of us to share those stories. I'm sure some of those scripts are telling personal stories or a collection of stories about the Jewish community. It's amazing that as we move forward as a nation, every year seems to be different or every decade seems to be so different from the others. And when it comes to the Jewish community, you and I both know that there have been some real challenges in the community with people, uh, hate crimes and that sort of thing. It has been terrible. How are people starting to come together now? Is it theater that's bringing them together, the music that's bringing them together, or is there more? Well, I think theater is a great um, avenue for bringing people together and for having shared experiences and opportunities to learn together. Um, It's been very consistent through all our years that about 50% of our audience is equally Jewish and non-Jewish. So we have this opportunity to share various stories with our audiences. And, you know, you mentioned the increase in hate crime and um, anti-Semitism. Sadly, it's not just, you know, Jewish community. It's, you know, the Asian community and the African-American community. And I think the more that we all share our stories, the more we can make an imprint um, and try and combat that. You know, back in the '60s, um, there were so many. There was so much music, and so many plays, and shows, and concerts, and that really told the stories of what people were going through. Um, and I don't hear those stories as much anymore. Um, I remember at the Guthrie Theater how they introduced um, stories about you know new immigrants here. Um, in our great state of Minnesota and the challenges that they've been up against. And I wonder why we don't hear as many of those stories. Are are you sticking with that as well? You tell the stories. Do you tell them from all sides, no matter how bad they are, how beautiful they are? Well, we try. You know, I try not to filter um, because there is a lot of beauty in the world and in our community. And then there's also a lot of challenge and um, things that are, you know, bring more complexity to our lives. Um, I don't shy away from that. It's just a question of having a really well-written script, you know, to produce. For example, we are doing a play in the spring called Two Jews Walk Into a War um, by Seth Rosen that is um, inspired by two events, the last two Jews living in Kabul and how they want to repopulate and keep the Jewish community. So, um, you know, that's a story that I was not that familiar with myself. Um, And so, you know, there are a lot of stories to tell. There are a lot of stories to tell that need to be heard. Um, But there are some theaters that are nervous about it, or they say it doesn't work with our mission. But you guys go forward, and you really put it out there. Um, And I know it has to be hard sometimes, but the stories are also beautiful. I know my brother J.D. has uh, talked very highly about um, now called Six Points Theater uh, and your work that you've done. So the the first piece um, that, that you're bringing with the new name on it, Um, into the theater. What is it called again? A Pickle. And it's actually being performed uh, now through for two more weeks 
and all outdoors performances. And it also is based on true events. A woman from Richfield named Doris tried to get her uh, pickles a prize in the creative activities competition for preserved food at the Minnesota State Fair. Two years in a row, she discovered that they were discarded and never tasted. And she set out to find out why this was so. And essentially, the judges were not familiar with pickles that were kosher and the process. And so the liquid looked dirty and they thought that they weren't good. But when Doris looked into this, she found that for years, there were many, many pickles that were brought to the contest that weren't even um, tried because the judges were not familiar with this other culture and just totally discarded them. So that's the show we've got going on right now, A Pickle by Deborah Yarshin with Sally Wingert. Oh, that just sounds amazing. And it is open already. How long will it stay open? It runs through August 15th. Different August locations, 15th. some public venues and some backyards. We were just at a beautiful backyard in Golden Valley this afternoon. How about that? That's wonderful. (laughs) Bringing it to the people. I love it. You guys have really changed a lot. So I'm really excited about what is happening at Six Points Theater. I want to make sure we get the word out about it. Um, And I'm just excited that you came on tonight to tell us about this new name, this new change and this new show. That's a big deal. Congratulations. Thank you so much for having me, Gerilyn. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you, Barbara. Me too. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. All right. That is Barbara Brooks, the um, producing artistic director for the Six Points Theater, which used to be called the Jewish Community Theater Company. So if you have questions about that, and there are definitely websites to go to uh, to look them up or just read about who they are. Don't forget. And the new, the new a link to find them is www.sixpointstheater with a T E R, not a T R E, dot org. Again, that is sixpointstheater.org. My goodness, congratulations. That's a really big step. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. Amy Borish is joining us now. I am so excited to have her talk about this new thing that is happening in Brainerd. If you are heading up to Brainerd Lakes area and looking for something to to, to do, all you got to do is watch out for Xanadu at the Brainerd Community Theater's summer production. The Central Lakes Community Performing Arts Center hosts the show, which began this week. We find out more from Amy Borish, the director of the show. Welcome, Amy. How are you? I am well. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. First of all, I'm a, I'm a fan of Olivia Newton-John, you know, and I love telling my nieces and nephew, well, Elton John was married once, right? <laughs> so <laughs> they never believe me. But it's just so wonderful that your, this show has been put together and it's going to be in Brainerd at the Central Lakes Community Performing Arts Center. Tell me how you decided to do this. Did they come looking for you? Did they suggest this or have you had this show going for a while? No, I um, I actually suggested it to Patrick, the producer at CLC. I've directed summer shows for him for the last couple of years. I directed um, a small cast musical last summer that was done outdoors, and then the summer before that I directed Mamma Mia. And So I, I'm a pretty regular um, director to the summer program, and um, when we were looking for a show for this summer, we were looking for something that could check a whole bunch of boxes. One of the things was... We wanted something with a fairly small cast, nothing too um, 
I think too large. So this show has, you know, nine to nine to 12 people. So it kind of checked that box. We were big difference from Mamma Mia, right? (laughs) Yeah, big difference. Mamma Mia was closer to 30 people. And so because COVID um, restrictions were still kind of in place when we were choosing the season, we do that usually in January or February. So a lot of planning goes into it. So I was looking at a smaller cast. So Xanadu was that was looking for something with a little bit of name recognition, um, and Xanadu has that. Uh, Granted, it's not for every um, generation, but it definitely still has some name recognition. And then I was looking for something with, you know, upbeat, recognizable music, and it definitely, definitely has that. The music of ELO is, you know, the Electric Light Orchestra is just so great and so fun, and so it fits well with summer. And we were honestly looking at having to perform this outside, So that was the other thing, is that we needed something that could be done outside if necessary. Um, Turns out we didn't have to do that. Restrictions got lifted and we're able to perform it indoors, which we're so excited about. But um, that is why I chose it. And it was... It was one of the first major musicals I saw as a child. Ah, uh, yes. And yes. then I saw that I was in love with Olivia Newton-John and wanted to be Olivia Newton-John. And then I saw Xanadu, and that kind of solidified musical and musicals and musical theater for me in All my right. life. So those that don't know anything about Xanadu, tell us a little bit about the show itself. Well, the the Broadway musical that we're doing right now, the, the musical version of it, is kind of a parody of the movie Xanadu. The movie Xanadu was about an artist, Sonny Malone, who has kind of lost faith in his own abilities. And um, so a Greek muse, a Greek goddess, comes down to Earth, and she inspires him, and he opens this roller disco where people, where artists, um, can come and share their talents and people can come and, and enjoy an evening out and that sort of thing. And the musical is still that same storyline, but um, the movie was in 1980 was panned pretty pretty severely by critics and honestly with good re- good reasons. It's pretty terrible. Um, but it's kind of become a cult classic. And when they wrote Xanadu the musical, they turned it into kind of a parody. It's it, gently pokes fun but in a respectful way and it still keeps the integrity of the story but allows people to laugh at how absurd the movie was well is the music more popular than the actual piece itself the music was absolutely the soundtrack actually hit number one on seven different billboard charts oh my gosh um, you know throughout the u.s and uk so um it was a very very critically acclaimed and well-received musical soundtrack it's just the movie itself is, it's very, I, I don't know, it's trippy. <laughs> a little, it's a little trippy. There are cartoon moments and there are uh, just some really outlandish um, scenes and, and um, that sort of thing. Like I said, it's sort of kind of gone the way of Rocky Horror Picture Show. I was, that's what I was going to say. Absolutely. Yeah, it, was not, it was not well received when it was released, but now people love it because it is so, it's just so delightfully bad. I don't know how else to put it. (laughs) Well, you know, young people today, they probably would like that sort of thing. But the Xanadu songs are famous. That's the bottom line, right? They are. Um, They absolutely are. And the Electric Light Orchestra, the band that wrote most of the mm -hmm. music, although Olivia Newton-John co-wrote several of the songs on the soundtrack, um, they they are a well-respected band. They, They still have you know, a lot of airplay today on 70s radio stations and serious radio and stuff. 
Well, I tell you, it's um, her career was quite remarkable, um, Olivia Newton-John, and the songs that she sang, and um, whether it was Grease or Xanadu, people knew her because of just those two pieces alone. Um, yeah. And so absolutely. it's really remarkable. Are you seeing that the new generations, especially um, Generation um, Z and the millennials, as well as those young people coming up, um, you know, that say, hey, I, I think I like this music, because I have a niece who's like 22, and she loves this retro music, you know, you, I started yeah. playing it and I love pop music. So this is right up my, my lane. But are you yeah, hearing absolutely. from the young people involved or those that come to see the show? Are you expecting them to get addicted to this kind of uh, music? I really do think they are. My cast is fairly young. I have several 20 year old um, cast members. I have cast members that are in their late 20s and early 30s and they all love it. And they didn't know it. They came into the show. I knew every single word to every single song. When before we started the rehearsal process, because I wore that album out when I was a <laughs> child, so I knew all the music, and they didn't know any of it, and now they're hooked. They love it. They yeah. love the music, and I love so, that yeah, it's absolutely. being introduced to them. I love it. So, um, with with all the the people in that area, Staples, all of that, I know that you guys are are doing a widespread of marketing for this particular these two events. So, what are you expecting to hear? Because the seniors that come might have heard the music or saw a little bit of it, but they're more their 1930s, 40s, 50s kind of music. Yeah, it's got a little taste of that, though, because the, the movie talks about it. It was a cross-generational movie because it starred Gene Kelly, who at the time was 72. That's right. Um, when he did it. And they brought the big band element into the the um, movie musical. And the, that that um, song, actually there's two songs that, that both have that feel to them um, in the musical and in the movie. One is Whenever You're Away From Me, and then the other one is um, Dancing, which is a, a kind of a medley where the two genres, the 40s big band and swing, combines with 80s rock, which is a super fun routine in the in the show. Um, but honestly, the, the, we have a lot of um, older generational audiences, and they have loved it. Every show we've done, people are like cheering at the end, which has been... Uh, really heartening to see because I, if I'm being honest, I, I didn't know for sure how this was going to cross over um, because we typically do have older audiences uh, in Brainerd for Summer Theater. I, I see a lot more um, adults and senior citizens than I do younger generations, but I'm seeing a lot of both for this audience that we've been getting this last past week. and. Yeah. Everybody has loved it, so I'm I'm really pleased with it. I'm really proud of the cast and and well, congratulations with the choice. <laughs> Congrat congratulations um, that the show is already opened at the Central Lakes Community Performing Arts Center, and of course the Xanadu at Brainerd. It starts when, or has it started already? When does it start? Well, we had our first week run. We ran last week, mm -hmm. um, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and then we are on a very brief hiatus, hiatus right now. But we open again on Tuesday, and we run Tuesday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this coming week. And if so people we want tickets, if people want tickets, where do they go? So you can go to um, clcperformingarts.com and get tickets. You can call the Central Lakes Community Theater um, box office or Central Lakes Community Performing Arts Center um, box office, or you can show up at the door. We are selling tickets at the door. And are we talking about the Patrick at Central Lakes yes. Community that has been there for sure like are. 30 years? 
Yep, we sure are. Oh, will you tell him Geraldine Steele said hello? My goodness. I will. I will absolutely tell him. <laughs> well, I thank you so much, Amy. I sure appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, and good luck with the, the show. I know it's going to be great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the time, and I hope everybody comes and sees it. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 